The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I'm so, so glad today that you are able to join NUMA Podcast today. The key text for this podcast is the gospel according to St. Mark chapter 15 verse 33 to 39. And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour Jesus cried with a loud voice saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani which is being interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And some of them that stood by when they heard it said, Behold, he calleth Elias. And one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar and put it on a reed and gave him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. And the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom. And when the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, Truly this man was the Son of God. Join me as I pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I thank you once more for another rare privilege to be able to bring your word to the world. Lord, I pray, O oh God, and I ask for inspiration of the sound of my voice and also the illumination of the understanding of the listeners of NUMA podcast. Lord, I ask that you will speak to our heart and bring to us, O oh God, today the words of life, the words of wisdom, and the words that will see us true as we live our life to please you on this side of eternity. And I seal this prayer in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The title of this podcast is The Incredible Testimony to the Christ at the Cross. The Incredible Testimony to the Christ at the Cross. The witness I'm about to talk about today came not from the supposed disciples of Jesus Christ 
who have followed Jesus for about three years to the point of his death. The testimony therefore come from the most improbable individual whose only business on the day of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ was to see to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ to the maximum conclusion. The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ brings us frontally with the realities of our faith, what we believe, how we believe, and if truly we believe. The journey of Jesus Christ to the cross were encapsulated in melodramatic interventions. Jesus Christ was mocked, slapped, and kicked by mobs. They tried him and he was convicted, handed guilty verdict, and condemned to death on the cross for treason. The well-worn path to Golgotha an Aramaic word for the place of execution in Jerusalem, the site of the horrible crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ, as you can imagine, was bumpy and twisted in every sense of the word. And by the description of that place, it's no theme park at all. Instead, it was a place of deadly and excruciating ending for criminals. That's right, criminals. The account of the historic events leading to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ were aptly presented in the synoptic gospels in captivating ways that are beyond human comprehensions, albeit with some supposed variations in the conveyance of the narratives. However, in this mosaic of presentations lies some conspicuous truth that is the core of this podcast today. But first, let us see what these Gospels have to say. In the four Gospels, we are told that there were several primary witnesses present at the crucifixion who may have been connected with or to the case at hand. While we are oblivious of many of these witnesses, they can be classified in three categories. Enthusiastic audience, captive audience, and the participatory compliance audience. It is indeed the action of the latter that I would be focusing on in this podcast today. The Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 26, verse 56, unequivocally states, This scene has come together just so, so that the prophecies in the sacred scripture could be fulfilled. And at that, all the disciples ran away and abandoned him. Here, we are told that during this difficult time of the execution of Jesus Christ, all his followers had disappeared from the scene out of fear of being arrested by the authorities. 
we have seen already how the Apostle Peter renounced his association with Jesus Christ, also to save himself from being arrested and probably in prison, according to the book of John chapter 18 verse 15 to 27. Nevertheless, Matthew 27, 55 to 56 says that there were many women following and watching the development from a distance, including Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. Although the Gospel of John's account considered that at least one of the uh, disciples was among the audience. The unnamed disciple mentioned in John is often referred to as the beloved disciple and probably the author of the gospel of the same name according to John's gospel chapter 21 verse 24. In our key text today, that is the book of Mark, chapter 15, verse 33 to 39, is the striking witness whom I alluded to earlier in the three categories of witnesses as enthusiastic audience, captive audience, and the participatory compliance audience. The Roman centurion fell into this group. And it is the action of this particular officer being the participatory compliance audience that we are going to talk about today. This is because he made the most and lasting impression of all those who had encountered Jesus Christ previously, one way or the other. To be clear, these are what in my view the representations of the groups in every situation such as the crucifixion there would be those who are enthusiastic about what is happening they are not compelled to be there but they are there anyway this group of people i call the enthusiastic audience they can be found even in our own christian communities today undoubtedly this set of people follow Jesus Christ, but without deep convictions. They just want to belong, and once the party is over, they are ready to pack and go. You should ask yourself, brothers and sisters today, if you are in this category of people in your work with God. Here is what the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 5 has to say. Check up on yourselves. Are you really Christians? Do you pass the test? Do you feel Christ's presence and power more and more within you? Or are you just pretending to be Christians when actually you aren't at all? This is a food for thought. The second group are those that were compelled to follow most of the times against their own wills. For example, wedged in the story of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ in the book of Matthew chapter 27 verse 32 is a gentleman by the name of Simon who assisted Christ with the cross. 
He says, As they were coming out, they found a man of Cyrene named Simon, whom they compelled to carry his cross. We are not told how he came to be present on the occasion, but he was there at the scene of something spectacular, something that would engrave his name perpetually on the sand of time. Another example is also the two individuals crucified along with Jesus Christ. And that is the book of Luke chapter 23, verse 32 to 55. Simon and the two thieves were all part of the captive audience on the day of Jesus' crucifixion. At this point, it's important to ask you, brothers and sisters, because we still have audiences in our Christian communities today who fall into this category. This will be those who identify as Christians with all the paraphernalia and yet never feel like one. They say they are Christians just because they feel compelled to say so. This, however, does not discount the fact that in doing so, some eventually become converted to the cause of Christ. I have learned through experiences of following Jesus Christ not to serve God because of what I can get out of serving God, but because God is God. And that realization that I cannot do without God, but He can do without me. Besides, He so loved me enough to take upon Himself sinful flesh to die my death on the Calvary cross. Brothers and sisters, there are enough reasons to serve God wholeheartedly. And that is what we are saying today. You that knows the Lord already, there are so many reasons why you should serve God without any expectation apart from the promises of getting us to his own presence in heaven. This is Numa Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. The rest of the things that we do here on this side of eternity are all addition. That's why the Bible says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Those things are not the real reason, but they are just addition to us just because we recognize God as supreme in our lives. In serving God without expectation of material benefits uh, uh, brings about spiritual and eternal blessings as demonstrated by Jesus Christ on the cross in forgiving and commending the thief on his right. As noted in the Gospel of Luke chapter 23 verse 40 to 43. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, where 
in these two descriptions do you see yourself? That is a question you must uh, reflect on today, even as you continue to listen to this podcast. Having settled the issues of the characters of these witnesses, it's important that we seek out what we can possibly learn about the Roman officer. So, who was this gentleman centurion? As in most cases, soldiers are meant to be anonymous and unified by the similarities of their uniforms. They are supposed to stand out only as a bunch and not as individuals. They are supposed to carry out their duties as designated without emotional investment. But brothers and sisters, this particular Roman officer was different. He broke the rule of engagement by investing his emotion in this particular crucifixion. Remember what the Apostle Paul said in his letter to his spiritual progeny, and that's found in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. It says this, No soldier on active duty entangles himself with civilian affairs, that he may please the enlisting officer. But here, you see clearly how this officer entangled himself with the affairs of Jesus Christ on the cross. Conceivably, in supervising the process leading to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, this officer may have observed with great interest the unfolding scenario, so much so that he was captivated by the way Jesus Christ conducted himself in the midst of chaos and agony. The words of the prophet Isaiah captured Jesus' disposition succinctly. It says here in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 79, He was beaten, he was tortured, but he didn't say a word. Like a lamb taking to be slaughtered and like a sheep, being sheared, he took it all in silence, justice miscarried, and he was led off, and did anyone really know what was happening? He died without a thought for his own welfare, beaten bloody for the sins of my people. They buried him with the wicked, through him in a grave with a rich man, even though he did never hurt a soul or said one word that wasn't true. This is a great picture painted here. It is a reminder of what the scripture has continued to say to us about our actions and what they can achieve and what they represent. Our actions whether noticed or unnoticed, are demonstrations of what lies on the inside. This is a perfect example to follow. Example that can bring an incredible Roman officer to testify to the authenticity of the man Christ Jesus in the midst of impossible situation. Even when he was clearly a participatory compliance audience in the inglorious Calvary show. 
No one know if his superiors heard of the testimony, and if they did, what were their actions? However, it's certain that he was heard by someone, which is why we have it down today and we can read it today. Let us look at verse number 33 to 36 of our key text today. It says this, And when the sixth hour was come, there was darkness over the whole land until the ninth hour. And at the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabatani, which is been interpreted, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The world we live in is full of darkness today, just like the day the work of the salvation of mankind was accomplished. Though the Son of God was present in the face of all of these. But in darkness, miracles still happens. Not the peripheral miracle, but the miracle that cuts asunder the hardness of the heart of man, even the heart of the Roman officer, to the point that his inflexibility failed him as he watched the day's crucifixion, a crucifixion like no other. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, darkness may have enveloped your horizon, but do not be afraid because the master of the universe is in your darkness to bring the light, to bring you hope, to show you the way. Only recognize him as did the centurion. Verse number 36 says, And some of them that stood by when they heard it said, Behold, he called Elias, and one ran and filled a sponge full of vinegar, and put it on a reed, and gave him to drink, saying, Let alone, let us see whether Elias will come to take him down. Even today, brothers and sisters, many have heard the gospel in part and in full, but that does not eliminate the doubts that are in the hearts of men. They misunderstand the mission of God on earth. Even the custodian of our faith are also being misled in many ways. They fail to preach about the importance of the heaviness that caused Jesus Christ to cry, My God, my God, why did you abandon me? My dear friends, that cry was because of you who is listening to Numa Podcast today. And it was for me who is sharing this word today. And it is for everyone, the sins of the world. Verse 37 says this, And Jesus cried with a loud voice and gave up the ghost. This cry was necessary for our redemption and for our freedom and indeed for the freedom of the entire world as John chapter 3 verse 16 puts it. It says, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. These include all those who did not know him enough to call him Lord, including the Roman officer, including all those spectators. Jesus Christ committed his spirit to God and verse 38 tells us that the veil of the temple was rent in twain from the top to the bottom, giving us unrestricted access to the throne of God. Now, brothers and sisters, you and I can call on God. We don't need any intermediary between us to reach out to God. We just can go right straight into the presence of the Lord. That's all we have to do. What a wonderful God that we serve. The last verse, that's verse 39 of our key text, is the reason for this podcast. It says this, And when the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, Truly, this man was the Son of God. The unnamed centurion was dumbfounded. This soldier was a primary witness. He saw all the brutality. He saw the charade, all the disrespect and the hate from his enemies. He witnessed all the pain Jesus Christ endured and how he never let them get the best of him. He was cool, calm, collected and coherent. Like lightning, the centurion was swept from under his feet by all these first-hand experience of love in the midst of so much hate, and he could not help but to let out his immeasurable testimony cry. Truly, this man was the son of God. It was obvious to the centurion that he was in the presence of something bigger than him, something bigger than the Roman Empire, something bigger than everything around him. His was a cry of inexplainable veneration and wonder. Brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, an encounter with Jesus Christ is an awe-inspiring experience to be hard and that was the case of the incredible testimony to the Christ at the cross. My prayer today is that the Lord Jesus Christ would reveal himself to us all in a much, much deeper way as he did the centurion so that you and I can truly recognize that Jesus Christ is Lord from the high pedestrian. And that is the message for today. God bless you and let us pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you again for this time with my brothers and my sisters around the world. Thank you, Lord, for bringing your word to our hearts today. 
Thank you, Lord, that we can recognize even what the centurion had done for us. He has shown us truly what a true and a genuine encounter with you can be. I pray, God, on behalf of my brothers and sisters, that we too will continue to have this supernatural encounter with you so that our testimonies to the world around us can be heard loud and clear. All of this, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, the one who is coming back again. Amen. Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.